Welcome to the Armchair Critics Podcast, where the underqualified experts who discuss all things sport, work and life with little to no background or supporting evidence. Sorry for the late uh, release of the episode. Jack and I have had quite a busy two weeks, particularly Jack. We're yeah. in, we're in uh, the Lair the Lickers. Yeah, the outside uh, outside forces had absolutely nothing to do with the delay. That was just Sean and I just purely being way too busy. So, and got to Monday, we figured, no, we'll just re- we'll record on Monday, release it on Monday, and that didn't work, did it? No, so um, I, f- I forgot that uh, Mud handballed me the new My Cricket seminar on Queen- at Queen's on, at 7 o'clock. So it was just me, ba- me and Bags for a bit, which was really cool. Oh, so perfect. Definitely wouldn't rather do anything else. Just hanging out with Paul. Yeah, um, you know, I had to wear a face mask and it got quite wet, so... Oh. Yes. From the inside or from the outside? Both sides. <laughs> anyway, we're also joined with Harry Lucas again. How Harry, you going, Harold? Welcome How back. How are you? Yeah, salute, Rich, brother, always. Um, salute, <laughs> uh, So, wanted to talk about your, the Instagram stories I've been posting lately with the new office that I now work in Brisbane again on Queen Street. And so, the, the office I'm in, it's the BHP office. It has an entrance from Adelaide Street and Queen Street. Both cafes look the same, but they're different. But I still went only to the Adelaide Street Entrance Cafe and in six ventures I've been charged five different prices for a, a mocha with oat milk and an extra shot with bacon and egg roll by the same person. And today, for the first time, they charged the same prices last week and it was $15. Congratulations. That's, um, that's inflation, brother. <laughs> that is the market and that is the world that we live in. Well... The first day was fifteen fifty. The second day was eleven fifty. The third day was thirteen fifty. The fourth day was fifteen. The fifth day was about fourteen seventy five or something obscure. I'm like, what the so fuck is so going just, on? Yeah. So they're just so they're just doubling yeah, down on the most exp- on the most expensive price. And it's not like I'm changing like from savings to credit to cash. I'm using the same savings account and same ING everyday card every time. Oh, surely, been- surely ING will fix that up for you. Yeah, well, they they reimburse any international fees or any, other ATM fees. Yeah, the, the ATM machine. Yeah, the old <laughs> ATM machine where you're um, going to go withdraw cash so that you can go buy some more rat tests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, but don't forget your PIN number. No. <laughs> Christ almighty. God forbid forgetting that. Yeah, right. We need to, <clears throat> we need to move on from that. Topic. Yeah, so Brisbane is still massively fucking overrated. I'm only working there, so I can start working from home soon. It's gonna say I it's reckon, a, it's I a giant. Paid no more than ten bucks for that from a half decent cafe on the coast. It's a ginormous wind tunnel. Oh my god, it's freezing! Like I'm, because I've been starting at quarter past seven, and it's been like eight degrees, and I'm a wimp in the in the in the dry and the windy and the cold. Yeah, I think we do get spoiled here in southeast Queensland, where it get anything below Mate, twenty degrees, we think it's cold. Twenty-two degrees and under is jumper weather, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have grown up in only Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast. Spoiled. Go yeah. to Brisbane. Fuck off. Get me out. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh. Anyway, let's move on. Enough of my whinging. Uh, well, we'll move straight into the cricket for the week. So a fair bit's happened in the two weeks since we've uh, oh last been on. So. Um, we'll start the England-New Zealand test series wrap-up. England winning 3-0. So I believe we spoke about maybe the first test. I spoke about Darren Mitchell and his brilliance. <clears throat> yeah, but and then also, you know, the fact that England um, made pretty light work of a decent-ish kind of chase in the fourth innings. Wondering whether this whole Baz ball thing was working. How much credit can you give to the coach for one game? Have they turned a corner? You reckon it's just Baz ball? Because Stokes started doing it before Baz got appointed in county. Yeah, uh, I I think Stokes is a different story. I don't think he was really the one that needed 
the shift push. in mindset. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it was the rest of them. So Literally the rest of the set. Is Ball just like enabling it? With I think so. Going. And, and I think it's just enabling... And that followed on into the India fifth test that got delayed from last year that only finished up yesterday, so last that was, night. So was that a one-off test? No. So that was the fifth test but of they, they a series. The they, played, they played the first... No, no. This is, it, the series started last year. They got through the first four tests and the fifth one got delayed due to COVID and illness and injuries and stuff. So could they change the squads completely? Yes. So both in that time, both teams changed captains and coaches. Bro, Boomer as captain is... I'm not a fan. Yeah, not, not, a, not a fan. They're trying to be Pat Cummins, but he's just not the same blue-eyed hot boy. Nah, and I, I, I mean, that's not really what I even wanted to cover, but I, I sort that's of do I agree. He's, not, he's, he's played <laughs> maybe 20 tests... Something like that. And a lot of the time, he's in and out of the side because he's never fully fit. Desperate. Yeah. Like, doesn't have elbows. Yeah. Well, would you? After bowling like that for a while? Mate. My like elbows watching, and shoulders would be cool. when Root was on 99, and they, they must have spent two minutes pondering whether to put third man back or up. And they put him at kind of like on the ring. <clears throat> and Joe Root ended up just chopping one over second slip anyway. Yeah. Did his guy into the ground over the rack hole. I was like... Yeah. So, uh, and that's another guy that we want to touch on is Joe Root, who's scored 11 test hundreds since January last year. So he's gone from being 10 test hundreds behind Coley 18 months ago to being one in front. Elite. Yeah, thanks. The, fuck, fuck, fuck The bloke, uh, honestly, the he bloke is absolutely yeah. He's got a thousand days without an international hundred. He's yeah. actually such a rat. He's stuck, on, he's stuck on 70. So Ponting's got 71. And he's stuck on... He's, Cole has been stuck on 70 for nearly three years. It'll Good. be three years in So, um, but he's killing it. And he's come out and batted with this insane positivity as well, which we've probably not really seen from him before. You know, he's always been a perennial kind of 50 to 55 strike rate guy, which is fine. But when you're playing in a team that's kind of weak, often it meant that, you know, by the time he got to 50, 60, 70... It's not always his fault that he gets out in the 70s because the team's eight down already. Yeah, he's batting with Jimmy. Yeah, whereas you know he seems to be a lot more positive. And the other bloke, who is dead set looking like an all-timer at the moment, is Johnny Bairstow. Bro. So he's gone so 580 runs in his last... Five weeks. In, yeah, in the last five weeks. And no, it's more than that. It has to be more than that. And he's striking at over 100. So his, his, his record for the summer across the three New Zealand tests and the one India test, he averaged... 102 at a strike rate of nearly bang on 100. It was 100.2 something. That's outrageous. Actually outrageous. So he's doubled his test 100 count in the space of six months. So from the 3rd of January to the 3rd of July, or whatever it was yesterday, the 5th of July, he's scored six test 100s. I still don't like the bloke. You can't like the bloke, but Jesus Christ, it is fun. It is amazing to watch what it he's is, doing. It's very good to watch. And he's a kind of he averages mid forties and strikes at hundred and five or something in one day cricket, and it's a little. It feels a little bit like this Martin, like Martin Guptill, where he just dominates white ball cricket, and then any time you put him in white clothing, he shits, he shits the bed. He just don't, never quite looked like he knew how to play. So his career average has gone up like nearly five runs. And, you know, people forget that Johnny Besto, it's not like he's only played 40 tests. 10 years? He's played 80, over 80 tests Has for he? England. Yep. He's played for like 10 years. Oh, yeah, in fact, did he play, the, played a couple of 2013, 14? The 13, 14, I think might have Same been his debut. Same as Stokes. That's yeah. crazy. That's fucking ages, yeah. So his average has gone up by over five and his strike rate's gone up by over seven runs per 100 balls in the space of five weeks. 
he's just absolutely brainy. And like, it's not even nothing about it was reckless or alt, you know too aggressive or you know out of context or anything like that. He's making everything look unbelievably easy. And <clears throat> having seen him play enough the last eight years or whatever, you can't. I, I can't put it down to anything other than a mindset shift. And it's the same for Joe Root. I know he's been killing it for a while, but I reckon his his twenty twenty one calendar year for me will go down as one of the most overrated calendar years of all time. It's because they played so many tests. They played seventeen tests, and he's being talked about like in the same breath as the year that Muhammad Yusuf had when in two thousand six when he scored seventeen hundred runs. The bloke played nine tests that year and scored seventeen hundred runs. <laughs> You can't, you seriously can't. Put, averaging 100 yeah. he, he did said he, he scored nine test hundreds for the year in, in 17 innings. Yeah, a couple of doubles in England, actually, which is about as foreign a conditions as you'd get yeah. coming from Pakistan. Dust bowls to green tops. Yeah, so it's just, I, I don't know. And I know he scored a lot of runs, but he scored a hell of a lot of runs at home. And then he scored a hell of a lot of runs against Sri Lanka, which I know it's not easy batting in Sri Lanka, as we'll touch on in a moment. But I, I think. The wickets they played on were very, very flat. It wasn't like the pitch that we've just seen at Gaul or whatever the hell they were when teams are struggling to make it to 150. Yeah, this was like team batting first, make 600, like genuine roads. So I just think... And Johnny Bairstow looks like... He was making Joe Root look pedestrian through parts of the summer, even though Joe Root scored 700 and something runs for that India series combined from last year and this year. Um, and scored, I don't know, three test hundreds or something for the summer this year. But Johnny Bairstow, his last five test innings, he scored four hundreds and, and, and a 71 not out off 44 balls in chase. The bloke's just absolutely braining it. How long till uh, Zach Crawley gets dropped? Um, so Zach Crawley... Who did he drop uh, him for? He is in that fucking elite. Have you seen this club that Zach so Crawley's in? So Zach Crawley has actually joined a, um, a very elite club. Only five people are in. No, less. So there's only three people in this club, and it is um, test good. cricketers who have a highest score more than 10 times their batting average. Huh? Yeah. We had, that, um, we had that 260. So he made a 267 against Pakistan, and his average has dropped below that, below 26.7. So he's joined the club. Who else is in, in the club with him? From like 1930. No, no, no. So in the no, this is that's the lowest test batting average for an opener. No, I'm talking. This, this is a more this is a more exclusive club. Yeah, it's um uh, was in was in Akram who scored a 257 against someone and his test average was 22 or something, and uh, and Jason Gillespie whose test batting average of 14 is less than he's 10 times that 201 not out. So, but he's the only bat there. The other two were. were yeah. Bowling yeah. all rounders, yes. what I say. <laughs> That's a long bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's uh, it's worrying. But he did back quite well in the second innings. Um, and I mean, it looks like he can play. When he came out to Australia in that, the last two tests, when he got picked finally, looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Did he? Um, did he? he just looks completely shot for form. Is it the Sydney? The did, Sydney, Sydney test? Yeah, he made, he made like a runnable seventy. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he was killing did it. Did he cook Alex Lee's? No, Joe Root did. Okay. Because yeah. like almost a bit, as soon as Joe Root got out there, I've had yeah. enough of this. Can't get out. Yeah, it's actually funny. I was talking to Dad about it on the couch the other night, and um, yeah. something that something that we've mentioned me on the podcast that Alex Lees is apparently not a particularly nice bloke. Yeah, and um, and I mentioned that to Dad while we were watching the cricket the other night, and he goes, "Yeah, that's believable," just by looking at him. <laughs> 
Big Andy knows best. Big Andy knows best. Yeah, the more you buy, the more you save. He, he, he teased us with an appearance coming on, and then he retracted his statement as soon as we thought about taking up his offer. Yeah. He thought about it and goes... I reckon nah, if we said that there was beer involved, he'd no, be what I, what I was saying... Do I... Uh, oh. Should I say it on here? No, no, no. No, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll yeah, save perfect, it for perfect. Off, for off mic. <clears throat> no, good. That's good podcast material, Harry. Nice one. This will be your second and last appearance. Fuck off, man. You said it was the fucking first appearance, too. Oh, just kidding. Um, now, the <coughs> Australia-Sri Lanka <coughs> first test. Sorry, all, all, all done and dusted in like two and a half days, which was pretty disappointing. With a delay. I was fucking looking. Yeah, with a half day delay. And the side screen blowing away. Yeah, blowing onto the field. Didn't help. Bro, when I was watching that, I was more interested like behind the stadium, like... Is that surfable? Like, could you surf those conditions at some point in the year? Probably yeah, not still. Probably not. Because I reckon you'd be halfway down the barrel and your surfboard would skip over like oh, a can just, or a dead body or something. It just looked chopped dog. Everything was dirty <laughs> as. Oh, oh, man. But um, a few really good positives to come out of it for Australia, I thought. One being Cameron Green, yeah. who his first test in, uh, in subcontinental conditions the, the king looked the amazing seven, the king of the 70s yeah but it looked but a 70 was worth 120 in that test as it turned out really so he played quite well Usman Khawaja continues his ridiculous run of form My with the bat dear, at the top right? of the order so he, his average is more than Warner now yeah yeah he's so he's yeah, after highest, the, he's got the highest average for an opener that ever has, like over that's played over 20 tests no or it's 20 more innings. yeah more than 15 innings I think yeah. as yeah, an opener like 100 and, 100 and, Two. Yeah, That's next best is yeah. Sutcliffe with like sixty something. Yeah. So, yeah, well, one of the all time greats, but you just <laughs> you're a pleb. Um so but yeah, he looked amazing. And just he just looks so calm at the crease. It doesn't matter what's going on. He had guys cooking themselves down the other end, Steve Smith running himself out. Is, was that Smudge's fault? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was just his it was his spurge activating. He's like Going fucking back and forth, and then yeah. gets run out and stuff, and blows up deluxe. At yeah, the other end. but nothing looks like it ever flaps. Kawaja, he just never. He looks unflappable. Never looks bothered by anything that's going on. He just runs his own race. So. And then got out to a like, pretty good catch. It. He's very yeah, yep. Yeah. He's very just seldom at the crease. Yeah, he is. He's all just very calm, which is great. Um, on Steve Smith, so Marnus and Smith both no runs again. Do we need to be concerned? Neither of them have really got going in the last they kind need of to get off 12 the months. Spurge medication. Just let him spurge out completely. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't know, this get is off get subcontinent. Big farmers like cashing in on these two. Mate. Yeah, I suppose the last tour we did was to Pakistan, which, yeah. <clears throat> again, is foreign to. But Marnus wasn't too guys. bad last time we went over there. Like before the last two series, of last time we went subcontinent. Yeah, we had UAE. Because he, he turned that's up. Where he, no, no, we didn't. I'm 100%. Pretty sure he hit a ton. Oh, against pa- in Pakistan? Yeah. Maybe, but I... Yeah, fact maybe. Check. We need no, to I'd fact f- check that. But I'd I, fact I think, check myself. I think since, uh, since he was uh, ascended to the number one test player in the world, he only averages about 30 in the, fo- in the following like 16 or 20 innings. So just a bit of regression because it was a bit ridiculous how well he was going. Yeah, and I mean, look, all good and well to be averaging above 60, but I don't... Like, he's good, but he's not that good. Nah. He's not someone who's going to average 60 for his career. I, I think he'll end up being, like, a 45 average player. Yeah. If you look at his shield stuff, he averages a lot lower. He averages, like, 30 in shield yeah. cricket. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think he is, like, a 44 to 47 kind of average guy for his career, which is very respectable. They need to start playing on a... 
They start playing some village cricket with us. Start playing on goat tracks and then go over to the uh, UAE. Start playing on flatties and then go over to fucking... Yeah. And what do you mean it can move off the yeah. straight? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean this isn't bitumen? Yeah. <laughs> Get um, so, and uh, Nathan Lyon taking nine wickets for the test. Looked great. Looked great. Yeah, How's uh, his first Heady destroying his ten wicket? Yeah, because Gaz had well, he had nine for the test, and still with six to get, ten. and then Eddie got four for ten. I love the photo of oh, him on social media with, with his <laughs> finger in the cup got of got ice water. No, no, it's like got to put the digit on yeah, ice. Digit on ice. Yeah, I fucking love that. I'd massively rate that. I had to do that a couple of times last season oh, as well. Shut up. Um, so, but yeah, it looked really good. Um, I was disappointed before the start of the test that Josh Hazelwood wasn't playing. Um, I understand the last time we went to Sri Lanka, Mitchell Stark's record was very good. Like, he had a really good series, but he was a non-factor. He bowled fucking, he bowled wank, that's it. I, I know yeah. 17 off his first over. I didn't yeah. mind the selection of Stark over Hazelwood for over there. Don't yeah. bang Hazelwood up for conditions that aren't great. Let Stark do the shit work. Yeah, I don't hate that. If you're going to have a non-factor seamer, have you not as good one? Yeah, they should, so they should have dropped Stark for Todd Murphy. And had Cam Green. And no, they Todd shouldn't have. No, it's, no, Todd it needed, was not John Holland. No, it needed to be a left arm finger spinner. It, it genuinely would have been Ashton Agar. Ashton Agar would have oh, played 100%. that first test. I think Swepo's lucky, lucky that Agar got injured. In my how, many te- how many tests did he play? Four, maybe? Yeah. I, mean, I reckon the last time we went to. Oh, it might have even been Sri Lanka. No, Bangladesh. We played a test series over in Bangladesh in 2018, maybe, and I reckon he played two tests over there. I didn't even know that. Two, uh, along, the with the, along, yeah. along with the two tests that he played in 2013 in the Ashes over in England. Yeah. Um, so he definitely would have played. But I, I wouldn't be, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if Australia take one quick and, a, and then three yeah, frontline spinners. Um, if the conditions are going to be that conducive yeah, to spin. It will. Well, it wasn't last year when England went, that's what I'm saying. So it's just, who knows what they'll come up and with. And then you see Gaz Rang get like a metre with a brand new ball. You don't need to pick another spinner, you got Travis. Oh, shut up. Um, and now the, we had some, there was actually some massive news that dropped yesterday coming out of New Zealand cricket. I don't know whether you've seen this. Brother pay. Absolutely. Oh, yes, I did. So New Zealand, the New Zealand cricket board have come out and they have released that uh, equal pay for the men and women. Yeah, but then um, now know, New Zealand women haven't played a test since 2014. No, it's even 2004. Oh, two, yeah, 2004. So it's fucking ages. Yes. How, yeah. good, how good's that empty promise? No, or no, yeah, as in like, it's not just for the test; it's for every all the way all oh, the way down so to the domestic stuff. It's the match fees, though. It's not, yeah, it's not so the it's not. I, I didn't read enough on it, or the article didn't say enough in there for me to say whether it be contract <coughs> amounts, but it is the match payments. It's just matches. The match yeah. payments are exactly the same. It's ten, so It's 10 and a half grand for a test. For a Mate, test. It's great news nonetheless for the yeah. Chiefs. And it's all the way down to the domestic level as well. It's not only helping, but um, the whole the whole reason that the Australian women dominate cricket around the world is because we are one of very few countries where it is actually a profession. We fund it, yeah. So... It's not like it's... Yeah, no, but they can do it as their job. Like, they exactly. can train all the way through the week. They don't have to work 30 hours a week it's not like to support their family. Us. Yeah. Whereas pl- countries like um, New Zealand, I think even as recent as like 2020 or 2019, they only had six or seven. Uh, so their, their best six or seven cricketers were full-time. The rest of them all had day jobs otherwise. 
yeah, or were students somewhere else. Or like they had to try and build their life elsewhere because they couldn't make a living off playing cricket. Whereas well, now that'll change. So those six or seven, was that because they were travelling around the circuits? So like the WBBL? Well, yeah. I mean, the circuits weren't really as big like three or four years ago. Um, but yes, mostly. And that was just the better cricketers that, like you know, cool. you could justify paying. Like Amelia Kerr, for example. Yeah, Amelia Kerr. So Amy Satterthwaite, who I think's just retired, but Susie Bates, Sophie Devine. Mate, they're guns. Led to her, um, chicks like that, where, uh, and it's going to be massive. And it won't happen straight away. But five years down the track. You'll see it. They'll, yeah, you'll see it. They'll be the second or third best nation in the world in the women's game, purely because their girls are able to devote more time to honing their craft. Because the best three now would be getting us, better. India and England, yeah? Yeah. Quite easily. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's actually not even... It's really not even competitive with the rest of the nations. And we see that come World Cup time. It's only ever... Oh, I mean, South Africa are kind of here nor there. Um, they've actually... They've just played their first test in nearly 10 years, their first women's test that, against England. South Africa, they had nine debutantes. South Africa's got enough problems yeah, going on. That's how long it's been. They had nine debutantes. South Africa's got enough problems going on with their sport and that chicks cricket's going to be quite low. For them, unfortunately, yeah. So, But they've got some really good cricketers coming out of there too. That um, uh, Laura Wolfhart, gun. Watch out for her, she's a weapon. Um, for, for Snides, how many crunchies are in there? Uh, that's... I'm not even going to comment. Uh, that's all I got for cricket. You guys got anything to add? Appropriate? There's nothing inappropriate about crunchies. Sure. Oh, yeah, perfect. Right, I will move straight into overrated, underrated then. Harry, if you want to kick us off, you look um, super prepared. I am prepared. Phone is over in the corner, but I remembered them. Okay. I actually don't know if we've had this one. Um, Subway. No, we haven't had Subway. I have had I, Subway. I have had Subway, actually. No, Just fuck off. No, like in, on, this, <laughs> on this segment, you fucking. So have, have oh, we had? We haven't had, had, no. no. So Subway. <laughs> that was some fantastic a Fantastic bit of footage uh, I reckon it's underrated Sean? Perfectly rated it's, it, I don't think you could say it's overrated I reckon their salad's underrated Like the value yeah. you get you Sam, get, Sam went through a phase where he was getting the salads The salads are good You just load up and they're, they're not shy I just think it's a, a good like, And I know it's not great for you Because like the bread is basically like a Sh- sweet It's sugar but it is a far healthier option for you than getting nearly any other type of takeaway. Yeah, because I got it for mum and dad the other day. And I assume the last time they had it was fucking... Did Jody have a habit carnival, maybe? Maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the platters. Yeah, yeah on, the fucking, on the platters, but... No. Oh, actually, no. speaking of Cairns, did you hear about the tuna that's tried to swim up north? They ended up in Cairns. Shut your fucking mouth. I was about to say the answer. I was like, no. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. Um... Are you gonna, yeah. Is he going to go all three? No, no. No, no it's just... We haven't, even, we haven't finished on the subway. Sorry, but... Yeah, it is underrated. Yeah, subway I agree. Subway is severely... What's your go-to subway, Sean? <laughs> I want you to guess. I reckon you'd be able no, to guess. Meatballs? Yep. Yeah, you yep. do strike me as a meatball guy. <laughs> what bread? White. White bread? No, nah, Italian herbs and... and you've, both, you've both at some point heard my Italian herbs and cheese ranch. No, it is... They, they either put too, many, like, too much herbs on top or not enough of the cheese. It is the most overrated bread nah, in the world. It's the only thing so, I get. chicken classic, Italian herbs and cheese. Toasted or not toasted? Toasted. It depends on the day. Most of the time, toasted with cheese. But if I don't get it toasted, no cheese. Mm. Cold cheese is not great. I'm with you. <laughs> Especially the sliced cheese. <laughs> the no, sliced cheese. you got to get mozzarella from Subway. Yeah. Uh, Italian herbs and cheese, chicken classic, mozzarella, toasted, all salads. Minus. 
all salads. Damn. All like, salads yeah. minus tomato for me, but yeah, same shit. All, all salads, honey mustard and sweet onion with salt and pepper. Oh, sweet onion is goaded. Sweet onion is banging. Totally. But I have been going the, instead of honey mustard, sweet onion and aioli. Like Interesting. Garlic, the spicy mayo. Oh, the honey good. mustard's real good, yeah. but I think I had too much honey mustard as a kid, like on the meatballs. Like I had the same thing for about honey ten years. Honey mustard on meatballs, yeah, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> when they used to do seven dollar subs on the way to Cooma Springs, oh, I'd yeah. walk to school and get this big, dirty honey mustard meatball <laughs> thing. I'm like, this doesn't even go, but I like both of them, so it'll work. Nah, the go to when they did them was the. Um... <laughs> I think I just made Jack choke out. Oh man, the go the go to was the um. The seven dollar, like when you got the seven dollar ones, the um, you used to get ham, those ham subways, fucking slapped. You know what we should do, guys? Send in your subway orders. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll give put... us give us your go to subway order, and we will cr- and we will you blokes in Brussels. Um, we will critique you yeah, shout out, next shout week. Out the boys in Brussels. Oh, yeah, actually, the worst subway I've ever had though is the chicken tikka over in London. It was vile. Like Ugh. it was it was bad. Um, nah, send in your subs. What we'll do. Is we'll put it, we'll put one sub against another on the Instagram stories, and everyone can vote whose is better. Well, we can do we can do a taste taste test on the next one. Gee, that's a lot of food. No, but just pick pick one of one of the rogue ones and taste test it. Yeah, right, fine. Right, um, Sean, you got one? Yeah, um, it kept, keeps popping up at work. Like for some reason, people in Brisbane are obsessed with Byron Bay. Uh, it is become overrated. Byron Bay is stupidly overrated. Massively overrated. Yeah, unbelievable. It's just full of fucking anti-vaxxers. And like, I was talking to Sean the other day, and he went down to Casarina Beach. Yeah. And he's like blown away at how nice Casarina Beach and like Kingscliff and stuff is. It's pretty much what Byron used to be, but without all the bullshit that's there now. Yeah. And the worst thing about Byron is, anytime a chick goes there, she gets a photo in front of the the golden the, the golden breed shop. Where it's got like the yeah, the, the other, rainbow all, wall, all the lighthouse, all the lighthouse. Yeah. No, I it's tend like, to agree. Oh. I, um, you know the rock wall. I'd love to own a property there. Don't get me wrong, but hell, no, too far away. From Harry, what? Harry, when people direct transfer you rent money, it goes straight away. They don't have to fucking deliver it to you. No, it's got to travel. Too far away. <laughs> it's got to travel <laughs> yeah, up the M1 in the, in the backpack. Yeah, perfect. Um, all right, my first one is decorative pillows and throws. Fucking so overrated. They're usually the most uncomfortable things ever. And they, they look good, but only when you, like, make something... Pro- like, if you make the bed properly, if you don't, no. Nah. They are good for selling houses only. Yeah. They are also so good when you're coming over to a one-night stand and you see every throw pillow available on the bed because you know <laughs> you're about to get the best 20 seconds of your life. <laughs> but they're still overrated. Oh, man. So overrated. <laughs> Harry, your next um, one? Barista Bros Ice Coffee. So, oh, no, short oh, ice, no, no, ice chocolate, sorry, the purple one. Okay. But actually, there's Bristol Bros in general. Sean, you go first. I was about to pop off. So, the original, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Recipe. Recipe, that's the word. The original blend. recipe, blend. Yeah, it's coffee, so it's a blend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Original recipe, <laughs> chicken. The original blend was good, and they fucked it up for like six months, and they like watered it down. It, it turned me off. It was so bad, and I just can't look at it the same, so it's now overrated. I'm going to say something slightly controversial. Here we go. I had no issue with them making the change. And if I'm being perfectly honest... Yeah, because you enjoy that fucking, like, bitter, like the bitter coffee. But it wasn't it's bitter. So... It was watery. Yeah. No, it was like drinking fla- it's flavoured skim milk. water and a shot of coffee. It's a flavour... That's actually... That is not true. That oh, tastes sorry, disgusting. With, with ice. No, <laughs> it's got milk in it. But 
I just like I reckon it actually took someone saying, "Oi, how gross are those new barista bros?" for me to even notice they'd fucking changed. Nah, blokes in their milks. The Facebook great, page, great Facebook My page. God. One blokes, of the great Facebook blokes pages. Messaging, like blokes messaging the barista bros Facebook page, going, "You blokes need to fucking change this ASAP." Yeah, and they did. To be fair, yeah. and I, look honestly, I don't really drink too much. Like pre, so pre-packaged iced coffee. Yeah, and more of a go to a cafe or make it myself. Yeah, they changed it, watered it down. It was dead set flavored skim milk. It was just and the only thing. Water. The only thing worse than lying is skim milk. <laughs> is that a Ron Swanson? It's quote? a Ron Swanson quote because <laughs> it is water that's lying about being real milk. <laughs> oh fuck! So you, and you're you are you exclusively cold coffee? Like iced coffee, iced lattes, iced no, milkers, whatever? almost the other way around. Oh, you're nearly exclusively hot? I, I can tell you the same... I, I get the same order just about every time. Can't I, drink iced coffee. Oat mocha, I don't mean You can't. Extra no. shot. I tried to drink one after a big night on espresso martinis. So it was the Sunday that we had the Prezzo, Korea Prezzo Saturday night. Went to Pink Monkey down in Burley. I think we spent like... Might have spent 400 bucks on these fucking $24 each espresso martinis and got absolutely para. Had to go to work the next day, but like not till like 10 o'clock in the morning or something. Made myself a nice coffee, had a sip of it. Threw it out. Threw it out, <laughs> went to the bathroom, threw it up everywhere. Went, oh yeah, that's all right. Try to have it the next day. No, like ice, iced coffee out of a bottle or like from oh, a like cafe? Homemade, like made it at home. Oh shit. Yeah, so I can't even drink anymore, so I have to drink hot coffee. So, Oi, that's not it, eh? No. So just on iced coffee while we're here, because I don't think we'll ever visit it again. No, we will. And actually, the reason I asked you about the whole hot coffee, cold coffee thing is that I used to be exclusively, like, nearly to a fault. And, I, like, it was just me being stubborn that I would only ever drink cold coffee. Middle of winter, iced latte, give me that. You've just triggered a memory I'm going to bring up later. I'm now starting to... And actually, this is, it's all Dad's fault. I now drink a warm coffee. Well, warm. I drink a hot coffee before I go to bed. Huh? Yeah, he offers me a coffee. He offers me. He offers me a coffee. That's Carnivore at 10 p.m. at night. He'll yeah, with a hot coffee. Now, no, he'll have fucking. He'll have a young Henry's and he's pissed. And he'll go. Oh, we got a fucking bowl of old Carnivore. <laughs> I went at the old house. I sit watching the cricket with him. Must have had four beers. And in between those beers, he got up, have a bowl of Sultana brand. Got through his third bowl of Sultana brand about halfway through and goes, puts on the ground and just. So good. No, but and like last night we were watching the cricket. It must have been nine o'clock. You want a coffee? Usually yeah. people that hot can coffee. Sleep, it's quite good. Usually people that have coffee before bed have ADHD because it works. Do you mean ADHD? Yeah, you know. Or is that ADHD coffee? That too. ADHD. They have they have coffee because <laughs> it works in opposite. Kind of like how Dexy's working opposite for the rest of us. Oh, perfect. You'd know, Jack. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sounds like. Uh, who was up? Oh, you, Sean. Yeah. Um, so, we Andy brought it up in the in the house before. So beanies. No, overrated. Where it We've had beanies already, have we? This is why it's funny. <laughs> Am I gonna have to go now? No, I've got another one, but you can go. Um, keeping the broth in your two-minute noodles. Uh there's a balance. No. It can't be too watery, and it can't be completely dry. Actually, it's not even overrated. Underrated, is it? Actually, no. Keeping. Yeah, keeping just the noodle broth. broth. Yeah, right, noodle broth. No, you can say keeping yeah. the broth in your two-minute noodles. Yeah, okay, yeah. Keeping it's perfectly rated because nah. you do need some. It's massively overrated. No, it, it's perfectly rated, but it's so good. You got to keep the broth in there. No, you eat your noodles and then you've got to drink afterwards. Like two in one. No, because you you cook. How'd that work that day that you tipped your broth into that water bottle? Oh yeah, we drank. I reckon, drank, it's, we drank, we drank I reckon the, it's. I reckon it is that? still at eighty-eight. 
Yeah, the 14 minutes worth of two-minute noodles. Mate, the, the hot, what was it, the hot and spicy? Hot and spicy imagine noodles. Harry and I made six packets worth, tipped all the, the broth into a 600ml water bottle with a pump, <laughs> and we'd just drink it straight after we ate the noodles. Absolutely revolting. That? Was that New Year's Day? Yes. Nah. No, it was the day after Boxing Day. Nah. Well, what do you mean? No, nah, I reckon it was later than that. No, it was one of those. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. I thought it was just some other road event. Be. All right, now my next one, vodka, lime and soda. <laughs> no, I, no, I know his answer. After, after, can, after cans, they are so fucking overrated. It's like, just, oh, fun fact, drink vodka waters with a dash of yes. lime cordial. You just a touch. Get, you don't get the, just a pinch. Yeah, a little bit Enough top. you can salt by the cordial. You don't get the zing of the soda water, and it just tastes like the Zings. lime water. And they're good enough, they usually won't. And like lime, put too much lime sodas were giving me heartburn. Yeah, I, I, I think vodka lime and sodas are quite good. I think they're underrated. I think they're perfectly rated. No, they have know. a time and place. Cairns is not that time and place. <laughs> no, they have a time and Trust me. Sam, no. still, Sam still can't drink orange juice yeah, from his first Cairns. The first year we went up, we, we had vodka oranges, I'm not kidding, from 10 a.m. till about 9.30 p.m. Shout and then switched up to Shout vodka Red Bulls. heartburn tablets. It's fucking saved us. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, either of you guys have any, any more? Yeah, I got one more. Go on. Then we got Harry here. Jordan's. The shoes, uh, Jordans. Depends which ones. Just as, just as a whole for now. So Jordan uh, as a brand? Just the shoes. Oh, Jordan shoes. I'm going to go slightly overrated. The, they're just not, they're not comfortable. Like the, the good silhouettes, are all the old ones. Like your Jordan ones, which just aren't comfy. But, but they're pretty they're good old. looking. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. I wear Jordan ones all the time. Um, but then you get into like the higher ones, which like India 30s, which are all basketball ones, which are comfy, but you can't really wear for leisure. That's absolutely true. I think I, I think you you're, you're probably the spot team, on the team Jordans, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. They're, They're gross. Shit. Yeah, uh, Jordans are very low on the list of shoes that I would want. Yeah. I think given um, and because I'm a guy who like if I'm buying a nice pair of shoes, I want to wear them, and it's just. I don't know. I've just never, also never thought that Jordans looked any good on my feet, like on me. It's, it's, yeah, I have this like, I have this like, you wearing Jordans that look like KD wearing Jordan Lowe's, look like you're wearing fucking boats. Yeah, and it's yeah. just really, I have this weird phenomena where, yeah. like, I look at what I'm wearing and think, oh, that just looks fucking retarded. It's like but the, then I see it on other people and I'm like, oh, that actually looks quite it's good. It's like your Burke envy. Me with Burks. <laughs> I, like, I can't look at myself with Burks. I, I, I can't either. I don't have the Jordan feet for it. I'm convinced I don't have the feet for it either, or the like the look or whatever. But then, like, I put Sam's on. I'm like, yeah, I can get around this. And then I go to buy a pair of my own, and I was like, no, I can't do it. So I, I don't Dad know what's wrong with me. And I'm just like, it's so lost, weird. It's just, just so just, bizarre. Just, and it's I have the same thing with Jordans. I remember I put your Jordans on one day. Yeah. As we were about to go out for dinner, and I was like, no, I can't wear these. This is not me. I've sold. I've sold most of mine. I'm fucking. I reckon Jays are overrated. Um, my boy Kanye. That's where it's at. Yeah. In saying that, just quickly, 95s, specifically on chicks. And that one interview, it feels like you're rolling with the mandem. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. 95s, guys. Moving on you know, swiftly. Uh, all sorted. I've got one more, but we'll leave it. For next week, we've been dwelling on this enough. We're moving to general sport. Where do you want to start? I was starting with the pause so that you could put your little clip in, but that's fine. Mm. Um, I want to talk about OKC's draft picks. 
So game one of Summer League for OKC, uh, featuring a new, well, the new draft picks, uh, Zhang off the bench, who I don't think played that great. So they didn't shoot very well. Um, however, and one of the Jalen Williams. I was going to say, what about both Jalen Williams? Also didn't shoot great, but rebound and assist numbers were good. The other Jalen Williams shot very well off the bench, had 16 or 18 points or something Jay off the Will? bench. You know how there's Jay Will and what's the other one's name? They're both Jalen Williams. Yeah, but they've nicknamed each other. One's Jay Will and one's maybe J-Dub. Oh, okay. No, i got no idea. Yeah, there's two Jalen Williams drafted okay, this year by OKC. OKC drafted two blokes named Jalen Williams. Yeah. However, the real talking point, Chet Holgram. I'm still going to stick with my analysis a month ago. I want to see it in the big leagues. Yeah, so do I. I don't think it's going to happen. Good start, though. Yeah. Yeah. Him and, him and Giddy look like they had a little connection. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, Giddy played quite well. Again, didn't shoot great, I don't think, but it's never really going to be him, is it? But Not for Chet Holgram had 23 points on very, very good efficiency, good shooting. Uh, seven boards, I think. Three assists. I think it was six. Six boards or six assists? Six boards. Boards? Okay. Uh, one steal and six blocks. No, that's what the six was. It was the blocks. Six blocks, man. I mean, that's always going to happen when you're big and lanky playing against <laughs> basically non-professional athletes. Semi. But, but, you can only what play a what's start. In front of you. What a start. And I mean, the precedence is there for guys playing well in summer league and it not translating very well. There's been fucking plenty of them. <laughs> fucking plenty. Brandon Clark was the MVP of the summer league. A few years ago, and he's just a bench guy. He's good, but he's a bench guy. What about um, Jalil Okafor? Nah, Summer League wasn't even a thing back then, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It's been a thing for bloody decades, um, mate. And there's an, uh, Josh Hart as well, I think. Uh, Kyle Kuzma got player of the final of the tournament or something, and he's just kind of a bit nowhere. Chetty all Oswald. of those guys were all lower picks, though. None of those guys are picked two. So, great start, I think. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how... The like Giddy, Dort, Holgram works with you know if these Jalen, the two Jalen Williamson Williams go okay, you know we've still got Baisley there as well who I reckon will end up getting traded. I reckon he'll get end up getting moved. He sucks. Um, Zhang obviously will find his um, find his place as well, and uh, Poku as well. I reckon he's going like, to be. I like Poku. He's in a similar boat to Holgram. He's obviously not. They're a different skill set. He's much more of like a. Nearly a point forward, nearly. Like, I think if, in an ideal world, he turns out being, like, a Nikola Jokic-type player, where, no, obviously not to the same level, not but he could totally be, like, a 15.6 rebound, Play, six assists. Playmaking big. A playmaking big. So, which I think would be pretty cool um, moving forward. It would allow us to have really big lineups, and if he and Chet can both put on a bit of meat put on a bit of muscle. I think it actually creates a reasonably um, scary-looking defensive kind of lineup With Lou Dort as with well. With Lou Dort in there. Fuck. SGA's man. pretty handy. SGA's good. So I'm really excited for the next couple of years for OKC. I think they've done really well out of the draft um, and look really good against a Jazz team who quite a few of their guys had uh, league experience. They weren't great, but there are a few returning guys after having played in the league last year. I would like to give my flowers to the Utah Jazz. Uh, they traded. They got Pat Bev in a trade. Pat Bev then tweeted out saying, "Just going to take another bottom team up to the finals," and they've waived him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is mind you, the Jazz 
won't, will not care because they got absolute maximum value plus, plus, plus for Rudy, for Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Let's just go to that trade. That's ridiculous. There has only been three centers ever to get signed to 200 mil contracts. Yep. The Timberwolves now have two of them. Yeah. Cat and Rudy Gobert. They are paying, over the next five years, they are paying nearly half a billion dollars to Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Outrageous. Give me a spell. What the fuck have they done? And they've just ruined their cap moving forward too because they're going to need some serious space to sign Anthony Edwards. They spent all their money on They're going to need... Like, D'Angelo Russell played quite well last year. They're going to need money to re-sign him. Not to mention, you know, the other 11 blokes on their roster. They've just fucked themselves for the next four years. It's just, so Minnesota though. Oh, isn't it? They're just trying to replace the 4-5 that Kevin Garnett was in the early 2000s. It's just not going to happen. So that, that was just ridiculous. They gave up... Um, not a huge amount of valuable piece. Like Vanderbilt, who played quite well in the playoffs actually last year. Andy. Pat Bev and a few other bits and Piss pieces. And four first rounders. They're going to be good first round picks. They should be. They're going to be shit. Oh, man. Uh, to be fair, I think they, be- they showed it this year that Rudy Gobert has very limited value come playoffs. And no one cares what happens during the regular season. It's yeah. all about what you do in the playoffs. Well, that's what the picks... The only thing that'll offset the picks is that they'll probably be a pretty decent regular season team. But the way the Jams constructed it, it's like he's playing 2K with zero fatigue on. Like oh. he's only going to play his starting five and that's it. It's just backwards, man. So, and <clears throat> I don't know how the spacing's going to work because... I, mean, I think the spacing will be fine. Cat's above average three-point shooter. Oh, far above average. But it's the rest of the guys... I think it'd be sweet. I don't, I don't think spacing's the issue. I think it's who do you play when someone has to have a breather. Yeah. Because over 82 games in a playoff series, not everyone, not five people can play 48 minutes. No, I mean, I think, I think it was just backwards. Um, another bombshell, really, that came out last week was KD demanding a trade out of Brooklyn the day after Kyrie opted into his player option. Yep. However... How slithery the, is this snake? The... <laughs> There's been plenty of criticism about Kevin Durant over the last couple of years, in particular the move to Golden State after Golden State had just won... Oh, no, they didn't win, did they? they but they just won 73 games, and he then went and re-signed with them in the off-season. People saying it was weak, it was the easy way out. That was such a fluke of the um, the new broadcasting rights deal, though, and then the salary cap being just smashed open with extra cap. Yeah. You, see, you saw all these ridiculous contracts, like... Timothy Moss got four years, $67 million at the Lakers. Little Dang is finally off the Lakers. Yeah, books. only as of July 1. Yeah. He's been retired for so, three years, hasn't played for them for four so years. So he got paid five mil last year by the Lakers because <laughs> they extended out his contract. Um, That's like Kyle Singler's still getting paid by OKC. Yeah, so I can understand. So I can understand like Katie going there at that time because like what an opportunity. But I understand the legacy thing, but what he's he now today, He's now demanded... Well, not demanded, but he's saying that his two, the two teams that he would like to be traded to are either the Miami Heat, who were the number one seed in the East, or, or the Phoenix Suns, who were the number one seed in the West. Now, the Phoenix thing is plausible because there is some kind of scenario where I can totally see them being able to offer something close to what Durant is worth. The Miami thing is ridiculous. 100%. The Miami thing is ridiculous. Their first round pick is never going to be anything higher than they, they twenty. They didn't have it this year. Yeah, we had it. Yeah, and then they lost their second round pick. So 
they had no draft picks. But man, it's just so backwards. Like, what are they going to offer? What could they possibly offer the Nets that they fucking want? And chips. Excellent. What are they going to try and dump the Kyle Lowry? No, no, they'll, they'll no. Dump. It was literally like it's Tyler Lowry. Hero, Actually, I did. Lowry, um, Robinson, yeah, Robinson, Vincent. And like five first rounders or something. But there's no way Brooklyn look at that and go, yeah, we yeah, can that, rebuild yeah, about that. Yeah, that's good for us. Yeah, let's go get the fucking 28th pick for the next five years. Get fucked. The Phoenix thing, there is, look, if they, they would have to sign and trade Aiton. And Bridges. And Bridges and probably Cam Johnson. Like but, if I'm, but if I'm Brooklyn, I look at that trade on paper and obviously there's going to be first round draft picks involved there as well. And you go, hmm. I can we can rebuild around that for the next five years, because all of them are young. Mikael Bridges was nearly defensive player of the year and it, nearly the most improved. And he's maybe one of the best free throw shooters in the league. And DeAndre Ayton showed that he was like can be used and not a complete liability in the playoffs, which is huge for a center. And showed a massive leap this year in his ability to play and get on, stay on the floor. Whether that's CP three influence or not, I don't know. You'll never know until he goes. And Cam Johnson, I really like. He's a 40-something percent. Yeah, I like him as well. Three-point shooter. Great. He's a really good six or seventh man. Um, so I could totally see that happening. But fucking weak, man. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I think it's really piss poor. Yeah. Like, And then he's that guy that complains about the hate he gets online when he's been caught with multiple burner accounts, the whole Golden State thing. And then... I also, looking, don't, looking, I also don't reckon they'd win if he goes to Phoenix. They lose too I, much? I reckon he makes them worse. Wow. it's bold. I reckon that trade that I just mentioned, which I think is the only real one that Brooklyn would go and say yes to, mm. I reckon it makes them worse. If they don't offer that, Brooklyn would just hang up. Yeah. Sean Marks ain't playing around. Nah. He's, they've already said that they're not desperate to move him, and they'll wait until they get a monumental haul that they will get. Someone because will, it's Kevin Durant. Someone will snap. Someone will. I hope they trade into the Kings. Fuck him. For what? Imagine just, imagine just an all NBA spite trade. Yeah. Thanks, Harry. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was it's poor form, um, but really right in with the character I was that he showed. I was convinced Aiden was going to go to the Mavs in a trade. Yeah, which looks unlikely now. It's really, not going to happen because they just signed. Um, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee and Christian Wood. Christian Wood, which like covers it completely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other one is Jalen Brunson, speaking of the Mavs, hmm. who signed a four-year 110 with there, the Knicks. There is so much collusion in that deal. So the Knicks are going to get in chip for it too. They're going to get fined. Hmm. So um, Mark Cuban came out today or yesterday and said that he was absolutely fuming that the Knicks started talking to Jalen Brunson before free agents were allowed to be spoken to. And it's not just that. So the Knicks GM was his dad's manager, yep. Brunson's dad's manager. And so the Knicks' son like owns the apartment buildings in New York, which are just going to be conveniently gifted to Jalen Brunson. No, and it goes deeper than that as well. Like his Jalen Brunson's dad is like the scout or recruiting dude for New York. And it just—it all just seems backwards that, like, by the time the Mavs found out that this was all happening, and went to like say, "Hey, here's our counter offer," he'd basically already signed with New York, yeah, even true. though even though no other team should have been able to get in that early. Yeah, they're in trouble. 
Yeah, they'll get fined big time. They'll, oh, they, I don't know whether they'll lose draft pick. Oh, that's what the boys lost. Like the, Bucks the, and the Timberwolves did, Yeah, I think. Bucks did as well. They lost their... their there's only 58 picks this year. They, yeah. They um, lost the right... Oh, this year? This year. There's only 58. Oh, I didn't so know I think that. it was the Heat and the Bucks because they tampered with um, trades and free agent signings. Yeah, okay. They lost the, their draft rights. Right. He would have lost a fucking... The third. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> insignificant to those two clubs, but it affects two guys' careers. Yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so I um, just wanted to shout out the Cavs. We, we traded for Karis LeVert, Ricky Rubio, and the most dust of all picks, and then signed Ricky Rubio for free, pretty much, in the free agency. So we traded nothing. Yep. Um, which is good. And that's actually, I reckon it's a good signing for them. Six mil a year for three years. That's cheap. We'll as. take it. And uh, they re-signed Garland to basically a max. A yeah, it's, max. The, it's the biggest rookie signing in Cavs history. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Mitchell Robinson, our boy, for yes. hang on for re-signing with the Knicks. Four years, sixty, well deserved. He'll go great. However, he is the first Knicks rookie to sign a rookie extension with the Knicks for twenty-eight years. Yeah, since nineteen ninety-four. They have not. They have not signed anyone to a rookie extension. So someone that they drafted for twenty-eight years. I think they should have re-signed they Mario. Shit. They should have re-signed Mario Hazonia. Oh, Super Mario. Oh, man. And just decided, I'm out. Yeah. And no, <laughs> he dunked, dunked, on, dunked on Giannis too. And then just dipped. Now he's gone back to fucking Slovenia. Slovenia. I'm yeah. a dip. Oh, wow, man. Uh, you got anything else for the NBA? No. We can cover it. What's that? Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, Pippen Jr. Signed him with the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Gary and Payton. Actually, Gary Payton Jr. Or the yeah, shout out Gary Payton. What a man. He played good in the playoffs. He, um, he got a pretty healthy deal at Portland. 3 year 30, basically. 3 year 28. Considering what he was playing. He was. He was playing G League. Exactly a year, a year ago. ago yeah. yeah. And he was dead set. He, I actually read this article before this, this previous season started at how close he was to taking a job with Golden State as a video analyst. He was dead set ready to be like, nah, my career's going nowhere. I'm going to travel with the team and be in their video analyst team. And the dude who he would have worked under in the analysis team was like, the fuck are you doing? What do you mean? Give it one more crack. Mm. Gave it one more crack and he's just secured himself 28 million guaranteed. Great story. Awesome. Warm and fuzzies. Fuck. And he played really well in the playoffs. Yeah, like mate. a genuine... They looked, they looked worse when he wasn't available. After he broke his elbow, mm. they looked way worse when he wasn't available. So... Shout out. Um, do your own research into some of the trades of Durant's being, like the fake trades, because the Raptors one is just off its head. I really don't think they have enough. I don't think they do either, and they're offering everything. Yeah, they're literally throwing everything at him. Fuck the Raptors. Yeah, nah, they don't have enough. They really just don't have enough. Scotty Barnes, Ananobi. All for what? Durant and Pascal? What a yeah. shit combo. They'll be the sixth seed in the East. At best. So, I mean, the other one that's been widely rumoured is the going to the Lakers. Oh, as with, like, uh, with Kyrie and Durant both going to the Lakers. For what? For anything else other than LeBron? Pretty much. No. AD, Westbrook, whatever you like. Do you take that? If I'm... Brooklyn? If I'm Brooklyn, I'm, I'm thinking about it. You're listening? Yeah. It's not an issue. West, Westbrook's only got one year left. 
Mm. So you get one year at Westbrook and then you don't have to re-sign him if you don't want. And you get a 28-year-old or 29-year-old Anthony Davis who, when healthy, is the best power forward in basketball. And not close. You um, listen. You definitely listen. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on to the rugby league where there's also been a bit happening. We haven't spoken since Origin 2. So, well, we can probably just skip straight past that, can't we? Well, I, we got pretty outplayed. Yes. I, especially in the... But I can't understate how big of a call that was to Sinbin Kafusi. Change the entire game. Because statistically in NRL, not Origin, you lose five and a half points once you have a Sinbin player for that 10 minutes and over the course of the rest of the game because you're gassed from that 10 minutes of being a man short, you lose a further eight and a half points. Yeah. As soon as he went off, I'm like, we're toast. We're not going to lose just 14 points. We're losing 30 because New South Wales are that good. And like we held on for that 10 minutes that he yeah, was there, did. but we paid the but iron then, price for oh, the last 30. The last half hour was hard to watch, man. Like we couldn't, we, you could tell as soon, once we got the ball, we just had fucking no leg speed going up the middle. And we just couldn't make any meters, couldn't get ourselves into any decent spots. And New, Ze- and New Zealand, New South Wales just ran rings around us, man. So it was hard to watch. There'll be a few changes. There's already been, the squads have already been announced. Yeah. A few changes. So Kafusi is out. Do you know why? He is over in the States visiting his sick dad, Yeah, I believe. Yep, yep correct. So uh, they brought Tom Gilbert onto the bench. I like it. I do too. I think he's a, he's gone to the Dolphins next year, hasn't he? Yeah. That's I'd, a good pickup. I Yeah, it is. I don't think that um, Flegler was the guy to come in. In saying that, if it wasn't Gilbert, I would have loved to see Bo Fermel get a crack. Yeah. So David Fafita snubbed again. You no, okay I'm, with it? Is he really snubbed? He's played one game. Yeah. I am very okay with it. I no, think I, Firm, I think Firm has been the best second row at Titans this year anyway. Yeah. In saying that, it's not always Fafita's fault. He's played five positions this year under Holbrook. Yeah. So Who is very, very close to getting the axe by the reports. I don't agree with either. They've gone young. You need to accept that you're going to lose a few games early. Yeah. Um, so, Gagai got picked again. He's missed 18 tackles in the first two games. Which is more than double anyone else. Yeah. Um, I'm still okay with it. So am I. I don't think there's any really other uh, any genuine options. The only other thing really would have been to move Kate well back into the centres, but nah. given but given Kafusi is out, you need that back row. Up. What are you starting? You can't, you can't take both your like your edges out. I am um, and replace them for game three. I would have had game. the Maroons pack a little structured a bit different. So they've got Collins and Papali'i in the front row. I would have kept Collins on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about this, didn't we? That we would have left Tino. We, w- prop. we would have left Tino and Papali'i as the two starting props. Kept Colin. Kept the bench unit exactly the same. Mate, I'd start Arrow. Yeah. Lock. Yeah. Instead of Cotter. Yeah. Um, so, I don't mind Nanai starting. He's again a bit of a defensive liability, and he'll be next to DCE, who makes horrible reads often. Yeah. DCE is great with first contact. He's a pretty good one-on-one tackler, but his defensive reads is what cooks the edge. Yeah. So if you put him and Nanai together. Not a huge fan. A little bit panic station. It's on New South Wales left as well with Luai. Um, uh, it'll be Burton and Toa who are just yeah. humming. Yeah. How so, well did Burton play? Mate, it was bloody good to watch. Yeah. He, that kid is a freak. See, the Panthers have left the door open for him to come back next oh, year. as you would. Yeah. I don't reckon he goes. I reckon he gets an 850k plus contract. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about the Millie. Yeah, I reckon he'll get he'll get eight fifty to nine hundred for three years. I reckon. Do you think the Dolphins try and get him? 
because they've they've missed Reese Walsh because he's gone to the he's gone to the Broncos. Yeah, so that's Chance. something that we'll touch on in a sec. But I think the Dolphins would be mad not to back the Brinks truck up for him. Just whatever he wants, fucking pay him. If he wants a million a year for five years, you give it to him. Just get him there. Just get him. See, get him in the he door. Can, he can start next year, can't he? Was it the year yeah, after? no, I think he can opt out. I think this is a two-year deal with the second year in his favour. Yeah. So I think he could opt out and join the Dolphins next year, but they can't start talking to him until November, November 1. 1. So you just back it up and say, mate, whatever you want, you can come sign your own deal. We'll give you whatever the fuck you want. Write your own ticket. Just get Write here. your own ticket. Get him in the door. If he wants one year, one million bucks, you do it. Mate, that Dolphins pack looks pretty handy. The Bromwich yep. brothers, All they Tommy need. Gilbert. Kafusi. Kafusi. All they need is someone to lead him around the park, yeah. which they don't have. They don't have a, a real fullback. I wouldn't be surprised if... I reckon Tamaro Martin will go there. I was there. just about to say Tamaro Martin. Given the news today that dropped with the Warriors granting uh, a release to Reese Walsh at the end of this year on compassionate grounds, I read somewhere today that he's split with his partner yeah, so and wants to stay in Brisbane so that he can still stay in touch or like still be a part of his yeah, so while she was one a, or two-year-old daughter's life. While she was being a dirty little piglet. Um, and, yep, which has led to his split with his partner. So obviously yeah. being in New Zealand and your kid in Brisbane would be quite difficult, especially when you're on the NRL circuit for 26 weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. You visit Brisbane once a year. So, and it, it really came off the back then today that uh, Nickel Klukstar has signed with the Warriors as of next year. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a win-win-win for all three of those teams. You reckon it's a win for Canberra? Yeah, they were playing him at 14. Yeah, but that's just because they're retarded, man. Yeah, so they don't have to make retarded decisions anymore. They can pick the two hookers, Wolford and um, yeah. Starling. Oh, fuck, just backwards. He's a gun, and then he got that weird neck injury, like... A, a, not too long into last year, missed a lot of the season. Pinched nerve. Yeah, yeah, cooked him. So, but he will be great for New Zealand, and he's he's a Kiwi as well, so he gets to go home. He wanted to go home as well. Yeah. So, That's and cool. obviously, fantastic pickup for for the Broncos. Although, did you see? I read something today that um, you know why didn't the Dolphins go after Reese Walsh? The clause the Warriors had it. The Warriors granted him a release. Only to go to the Broncos, not to Redcliffe. They said, if you're going to go and sign with Redcliffe, when I'll let you go. Yeah, so they pr- pretty much anyone but Redcliffe, you could leave early. Yeah, so and they, they basically, they're just bad blood between the Warriors and Redcliffe. And they're like, nah, we don't want you to go play for Redcliffe. Go anywhere else but there. Which, as a Broncos fan, I'm stoked about. Because I genuinely think that he would fetch 300 grand more a year going to Redcliffe. Redcliffe. Yeah. Um, I think that'll, that'll have a little bit to do with the Redcliffe's not so much stealing plays, but the back of house. Yeah. They pinched O'Sullivan. Yeah. The recruitment manager. Yeah. Um, Part of the reason Matt Lodge left. Yeah. So I can understand why there is a bit of tension. So yeah, I'd, I'd, mate, it looks, it's, there's a few things going not the way of Redcliffe and I, it's going to, it'll hurt him next year. It's already hurt him. Um, But just back to the Broncos, mate, that's going to be a gun team. Like, I think you keep Ezra at six and then for as long as you can. Do you move Cobo in the centres? I reckon you keep him on the sting. Because who are you going to put on the... Like, who's your other winger that, you're gonna put, that you want to put there? Herbie. Herbie is a winger. Corey Oates <laughs> will retire soon. <laughs> He's 27. Yep. 
Nah, I think um, Luke thinks he's a second row and he plays in the wing. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny though saying today that uh, like and with Reese Walsh coming back, like there's already there's a lot of money already locked up with Renault, obviously. Selwyn's just signed a big deal. Payne Haas is well large, large signed a big deal. Paddy Herbie Carrigan. Farnworth has signed a big extension. Paddy Carrigan's locked up. There's a lot of money already tied up in a lot of these guys. There may not be room for everyone, and Corey Oates may be the first one to go. Well, they're letting go of Turpin as well. Yeah, um, and that, that was the other thing that it, was, in this, bad money. was in this same article that has kind of put the Broncos in an ideal position now to be able to capitalise on this Reese Walsh situation with them immediately releasing Jermaine Asako at the start of the year and then also telling Jake Turpin that he is free to leave. It's kind of freed up about 500 k worth of salary for them to go well here's that salary it's all yours yeah tree so I'm excited to see how that plays out I'm disappointed that it's probably going to cost Mario Martin a spot on the roster because I really like him I reckon he's been playing really well this year he's been a massive I reckon he's been an underrated reason that the Broncos have managed to turn their Mate, shit around as soon as he started playing fullback they started winning. their ball play was a lot more silky yep. even without Renault I yep. think in the future though looking forward I think Reese will start playing six yep you have Ezra Reese, Cobo yeah. Carrigan Haas It's a solid good. setup. I like it uh, The Broncos are going to lose this we, week though. We, got we, a thousand people out We didn't lose Madison to the Dolphins No that's true After he basically said that Yes I'll sign here And then, then he signed there But at, at the expense of Nathan Brown So Yeah Nathan Brown went into the Eels for, To get a contract extension And they said actually You can go find another club As soon, yeah. as, you, as, soon as you can and then they've stopped picking him. They're picking Kyle Rodwell, who's like 22, rookie, over Nathan Brown, who's playing reserve grade. What a waste. What's See, going on there? See, the, the Panthers have done that with the young half that's going to Redcliffe. Sean O'Sullivan. Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. Well, his dad's the recruitment manager. Yeah. So he's at, he's at Penrith at the moment. And, ra- and he's been dropped from their top squad to or go back and play Clubland. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because, they, because he's leaving. So... I don't know, it's all interesting times. The other one is Adam Dewey, who's back, wants Mate. to play six. Kamali doesn't want him to play six. So Kamali's picking in the centres, so Dewey's requested to go and play reserve grade. So he can play six. So he can play six, playing for his reserve grade club. You know why that's going to happen? It's the Dolphins can sign him at six. And I hope they do, because mm. he's a proper good player, and he's too good to be stuck playing for a shit club like the Tigers. I'd... This is just like dreamland. I'd love to see a spine of Martin Burton, Dewey at thirteen. Dewey at thirteen. He's big enough. He's six four, bro. Yeah. He hit, he whacks him. If you can play, if you can play center, you can play thirteen. To an extent, mate. I can be great and just put any. Or actually, who's the seven that filled in for the Broncos? A couple huh? of weeks ago, the ball number seven that. Oh, filled Tyrone in. Roberts, mate. He he actually played alright. I reckon he'd be a good little chance of making that squad. All he does is organise everyone and just get a good outside after him. Yeah. Anyway, um, the side, the blue side, they have picked Jack White at eighteenth man. Yeah, which is interesting. After he was clearly their best player in game one, Latrell pulled out of contention, which I think is a good thing. Stops all the the chat about it. Like he he would have known himself if he was ready or not. Yeah. Um. The dumbest thing I've ever think of. Maybe one of the worst origin selections of all time is picking Jordan McLean straight at the starting squad instead of Regan Campbell-Gillard. Yep. Um, but we thought that in game two when 
Reeves got dropped altogether. The only thing McLean has going for him is he has a 97% tackle efficiency, efficiency, which is better than just about any prop in the comp. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just think... So I it's thought cle- It's clearly a plan. Campbell Gillard was so stiff. Like, after that game one, he didn't play bad at all. Like you said, they dropped the wrong prop, although Paulo played unreal in game two. Yeah. But he... um. Anyway, ignore Harry and his lack of social awareness. Um, it's clearly a plan to have McLean and Turbo as... Cool. Turbo? Gerbo? Gerbo. Still a Turbo, isn't he? Yeah, sort of. So it's clearly a plan to have McLean and Gerbo as just defensive rocks in the middle. Yeah. Which I don't mind. Because they make so much meters from their backs. Yeah. I get it. I just don't like it. Mm. It's going to be a great game at Suncorp. It is going to be a proper good game. It's going to be interesting. I reckon New South Wales get up. There, I right? reckon we get up. Right. Put a case on it. Well, I'm already putting cash on it on sports bets. So. Oh, shit. Uh, right. You got anything else for the NRL? Anything else in general sport? Oh, you want to touch on... You guys can probably have a chat about uh, your mate, King Kyrgios. Uh, yeah. Before we get to that, actually, I wanted to touch on the, the Silverstone GP in the F1. Do you got, did you see Zhou News crash? No. Where he got wedged between behind the tyre barriers and the car hit the fence. So there is about a... 10 centimetre indent in the bitumen from where the car was sliding on its head. If you haven't l- looked at it, type in Silverstone F1 crash because I don't expect you to be able to spell Zhou Guanyu. He's the Chinese driver for Alfa Romeo. Mate, bloody scary. If there was no, if there was no halo, it would have fucked up. It actually, it was definitely one of the better GPs. Um, there's actually just been... Sorry, I'm going to rudely interrupt. No, you're sweet. I was finished. Um, <clears throat> Uh, apparently Tamaro Martin is reportedly joining the Warriors as part of the Reese Walsh deal. That's cool. So he gets to go, go home too. He gets to go home, yeah. Wow. So imagine, he'd probably play six if Chance is playing one. Yeah, I'd say so. So then you have a spine of Chance, Tamaro Martin and Sean Johnson. And then if you... And then they have that new kid as well. Um, can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Oh, Ron, Ronnie Volkman. Oh, yeah, Mate. from the Roosters. He, he's, he's there now. He's played a couple of games there. Yeah. He looks the real deal. Yeah. He's only like real young, isn't he? Like 19. 18, 19. Yeah. So anyway, that's a developing story. I'm sure there'll be more info about that next week. But As Australians, though, we have to get around the King Kyrgios. The Kyrgios is my... He's actually right now my favourite sporting star. I've said to ages, to ages, for ages. To Who be, is ages? Oh, I don't know. You're my... She hot? Probably not. <laughs> probably still tanged it. Anyway, I've been saying for ages to prudes like Fridge that Curios is our boy. He loves... like, And the, the, the early signs of it was like he would much rather go play Davis Cup for Australia than go play in a more lucrative tournament in Dubai because he'd rather be around guys like Diminor and um, a couple of the other Aussie boys. He just acts like a brat, but he's competitive. And often when he has a spat... And, and insanely talented. Yeah. Insanely talented. And so when he puts his mind to things, you can see this, the reason he has the dummy spits is because he cares and he gets wronged a lot. Like it feels like from like, obviously we're biased being Aussies, but it feels like he gets targeted because of his behavior. Like the whole sissy pass thing, he smacked a ball into the crowd and that's... If that happens, you get defaulted. It's happened in the past. It's and happened. so defaulted, is that like you lose the point, the game, the match? That's nonsense. Match over. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. D- Dior that, but... That's As in, that's, that's what happened to 
uh, Djokovic, right? Yeah. When exactly. he smacked that ball and exactly hit the linesman. Like yeah. yeah. Lineswoman. Ex- exact same thing. Yeah. Just lineswoman. Spectator. Spectator. Even same thing. Kyrgios no, hit a drop shot and old mate like, tried to hit Kyrgios with his return. Yeah. Yeah, I did hear like, that actually. And, but then Kyrgios is facing like up to oh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines just from that game. Yeah. Like, and he said that he, oh, against the um, unseated American dude, the yeah. young dude, said he threw one of the games to uh, like throw old mate off his game or something. Wait, Kyrgios said that? Yeah. yeah. He said that in the press conference. So he's fake, like, and you're not in the like um, tennis Australia or world tennis thing, you're not meant to. Um, Obviously, you're not meant to fucking throw games, but it's like that's up, fair so enough. You can, you can face up to two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars worth of fines just for, for like not playing to your best efforts. I think is there what is said in it. There's no way they'd enforce that amount because that's to avoid gambling. Like the yeah, yeah. absolutely. But like still, like he said that in the press conference. He said that he threw the game just so like it'd go to another set. And you know what? It's like, you're probably right that he does get wronged more due to his behaviour but there is only one person to blame for that no there isn't no you need to rule consistently across the league you know who he reminds me of me just peak wanker while playing sport but how how do you it's one of those things where behaviour it's not like you can't measure it mate it's not a black and white thing Leighton was a brat growing up yeah Roger was a brat growing up and you don't you never saw that kind of treatment to him but you know why because they grew out of it he's only mid-twenties Roger's 40, mate. They had grown out of it by then. He also has the, he has the intelligence of about a 15-year-old Nick here or something. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know. I'm uh, more than happy to get behind him when he's winning and or when he's losing, like support him when he's losing. And I do understand that he gets wronged a lot, but I reckon you only hear about it because he makes... He is a walking media headline. Yeah, but you can't... When you're... At the highest officiating level for world tennis, you cannot rule against a guy differently because you don't like his behaviour, especially with the black and white calls. But it continues to happen. Is it the black and white calls though? Some of them are pretty obvious. But that's what I mean. Like the whole, all the behaviour stuff, it's not black and white. But even when it's not his behaviour that leads to it, like when it's the other player that does something that doesn't get the same treatment as Curios, of course it's going to set you off, especially when it's a match resulting um, decision. There's there's been other times where the, the umpire's been the chair umpire's been quite happy to make that decision against Nick. So when you don't when that when you when you visibly see it getting wronged in the biggest tournament in the world, of course you're gonna blow up the likes. Yeah. And it, and all, even yeah. called for on uh, the chair ref supervisor, and the supervisor came out and Kiros was like, it sh- he should be defaulted, and the supervisor actually just had nothing to say. Yeah, he had nothing to say because yeah. he knew Nick was right, but he wasn't ballsy enough to make the big calls. And if that's the case, don't chair umpire William uh, Wimbledon. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with Nick Kyrgios, really. That's got to do with the officiating at the tournament. No, but that is everything to do with Nick Kyrgios because it's happened to Nick in the past. From the, it's the same officials. They travel everywhere. That he's been defaulted in a tournament for bad behaviour. Like, and stuff like that. Maybe not defaulted, but like... All I'm saying is that I, I, I am very... And like, I, this is absolutely calling... Like, the pot calling the kettle black because... I'm shocking, right? When I, when I'm playing sport, the white line fever you know, hits me well and truly hard, here. right? And but as a result of that, you have got to live with the consequences that 
you and I know this is park sport, right? Where they're they're not professionals; they're just amateur officials, and you know they still rock up to work on Monday at nine o'clock like I do. This is but you put yourself in that position by carrying on like a moron. That isn't costing you hundreds and thousands of dollars, and it's not just the fines he gets, but it's also the outcomes that lead to it from those terrible. Calls. It wins. It wins us game in. It wins us games in local hockey. You should have seen our hockey game on the weekend. We That's the point. I'm, I'm sure fucking wankers. I'm sure it'll throw that game to Nick we as well. I think it's shit. You can't be that at that level of sport. Like you are at the absolute peak. Yeah, where everything's televised. You do one thing wrong, fucking, you're gonna get flamed. Yeah, you, you can't have. But whether rules whether whether you're playing local Sunday Park sport or you're playing at Wimbledon, the people involved they're still people. Like I understand the margin for error is smaller, but they make less errors, right? And like they're professionals. That's what they do for a living and everything like that. But they're still human. Like they're still going to be judgment calls that get made when it's not black or white. Like no one ever makes an error when the ball lands in or out because there's a fucking machine that does it. Yeah. When it comes to behavior, you so can't measure that in the glass so or with the ruler. So there's even less for them to rule on then. So they should have less mistakes. No, but all they're, all they're officiating on then technically is human behavior. And they suck at it. But that doesn't, I, I don't it, think, like it's, there's, it, there's it, actual, it costs, it costs people like these traveling tennis players if they don't make a certain part of the round, it, it's a loss. So you're saying there. it's never gone in Nick's favour? I think it's gone in Nick's favour maybe 20%. It's not close to 50 Because he and carries on like a wanker. Nah, I disagree. Too many Nick heroes, haters. And like I said, I have nothing against him. I just think I don't feel sorry for him when things don't go his way because... That's kind of what happens. Look at other tennis players. Though. You got Sissi Pass is a bloody tool. Medvedev is an absolute tool. <laughs> I watched yep. a video of Medvedev and how does, today. And how does that go for fucking Medvedev? Nowhere near Poorly. as bad as Because he's a wanker. Today of him whacking his um, racket on the clay court and something, saying something in Russian. That, oh, I no. Hate, he's I, like, I hate playing on these courts. <laughs> no, and there was one. Who was it? Um, he's, now like, he's now ranked number one on oh, the clay. Oh, shit. Yeah. There was some bloke. Uh, it was at Rublev or something yeah. who... He like absolutely whacked the shit out of the court and got like a warning, like a violation for it. And he's like, I just, dropped, no. I just dropped my racket. It's like Nick. And then he's going up oh, to serve. The water bottle up. Yeah. And, and every time he went to serve, he'd like half drop his racket and then he'd go to serve again and half drop his racket. And he's just absolutely taking the piss. But I don't know. Oh, I think, oh, it, I think if you carry on like an idiot and carry on like Nick does a lot of the time, You've got to half expect what's coming for you. And he gets advantage out of carrying on like that because of how it puts his opponents off. You shouldn't try... Otherwise, otherwise he doesn't act like that. It is not up to the chair umpire to neutralize that. Or that probably doesn't neutralize it. 100% it does. But he's got to control the game. It's not not controlling the game. It is absolutely controlling the game. If he's like acting outside of the boundaries in the sport, then it is up to the umpires to control him. Because if he's gaining an unfair advantage by doing something outside the laws of the game... But he's not. Then that's what the umpires are there for. I'm going to disagree on this one. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. And like I said, it's not that I don't like him and that I don't think... This is also the reason why I don't watch that much tennis. Yeah. It's just one... I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that you can't not watch him. If he's on, you have to watch him. Which, like we've spoken about before, tennis doesn't have enough of that. No. like The amount of shambles that tennis gets itself into... It's not even good press. It's nah, shit press. All it, of it's shit press. It's degrading press too. It de- yeah. degrades the um, the association of the world tour. Yeah. Because it's never like, oh, wow, look at this play. It's like, look what this call did to this game. 
Yeah. Like the Nick went into a five setter with that yank, and all I spoke about his behaviour at the end. Yeah. Like that unseated yank played fantastic. Mm. Nick may have thrown a game here or there, but it's five sets worth. Yeah. So and that sissy pass game, great game as yeah, well. Yeah, I watched the highlights of that. As Mate, much highlights of Tennessee. They're both bloody play. guns. Yeah. And all it, all it, all I spoke about was each other's behaviour, not how good the tennis was. I don't know. I'd I'd love to see Nick take Wimbledon, not just as I an would Aussie, too. There you go. Just, just for, the me- for the media. Yeah, I reckon it'd be sick, and it would. There would be some sort of shift through world tennis if that happened. I reckon. Unfortunately for Nick, there is some bad press in Australia for him. Yeah. There's some uh, ex-partner assault charges being pressed down in Canberra. Claiming domestic violence. Yeah. Very convenient timing. We've. I think I've spoken about this before on this podcast. With the whole Tom Morris thing. Yeah. Like. I understand if he's done the wrong thing, punish him, but don't wait till he's going at the top of his field. Yeah. You know, I understand it takes people a while to come out and, you know, be able to front up to horrible actions that may, but it may happen, not happen. But it to happens him. too often where it's oh, these convenient times. times. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's definitely a bit of gamesmanship, if you want to use that word again, about it too, which is piss yeah. poor. Yeah. I tend to agree. In my opinion. But so anyway, we'll see how that goes for him. But, um, Otherwise, I'm all done for general sport. You got anything, anything no, else? Anything no, else? no, I've got a non-general sport topic. Yeah, go on. This um, is going to be a long boy, this one. <laughs> it's more about like a, a question of your frame of mind when you're growing up. So, fuck, here we go. <laughs> this is an open question for the pair of you. Were you more nervous for your first kiss or your first route? Kiss. I was drunk for my first route, so. Jack, you would have been sober for both, surely. Uh, You're a straight up shooter. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Probably, I feel like you're probably more nervous for your first kiss. Yeah, I was 100% more nervous for my yeah. first kiss. Because like... this, this I was sh- younger and there was more unknowns. Dude, the setting. Well, I was getting herpes. The setting. Oh, bro. I, I like liked this chick heaps. I was back when I was living in Ormo. But like I hadn't spoken to girls till like year nine, <laughs> until you were <laughs> twenty one. Yeah, and like spoke to her once, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> anyway, so we're at the watching my mate play footy down at Shearers. What a place! Anyway, she's there. Shout out if they want to sponsor us. Yeah, on us the rugby league team. We're we're Hornets devotees here. Anyway, mate, my mate goes just kiss her. And I'm like, nah. What do you mean? Like I don't even. I can't even talk to her. Anyway, she's he's like, I bet you won't kiss Sean. Anyway, she'd come over to kiss me and, mate, I had the sweatiest palms in the world. You could have filled a water bottle up with it. <laughs> Bloody frightening. <laughs> Remember yours? Was yours with the boy at TSS? No, it was with the priest. <laughs> yeah, it was our Father Jonathan. No, um, I'm trying to think what mine could have been. Do you remember yours? Uh, well, no, actually not really. What do you mean? I was real young. How young? Like four or five. That can't count. I mean like in like pubescent years. Oh, uh, in that case, yes, I do. Like the first one where you were bricked up after. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, house party, I reckon. Yeah. In year nine, maybe. Mm. I had two crews and I was like, oh boys, it's on. Yeah, and it well and truly was not on. Yeah, it absolutely was not on. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, I think that was yeah. 
What a topic of conversation. Yeah, I was thinking about it on the train today. I was like, fuck, what was that? Do you think it's some weird shit, eh? Dude, I've, it's the only time I get to myself. It's an hour and 10 minutes each way. And I don't know what triggered into my brain, but that popped up. I was like, I wonder what Jack's reaction to this would be. You need to come up with better stories. Because there is, there is other things that I think of, and I just know you'd have the completely like opposite end of the spectrum of an experience than I did. Well, then bring some of those up, because that makes mean? good podcasting. Are we bendering this weekend? I don't know. Yeah. Talk about that's that a, off air. That's off air thing. Right. So also, it is fucking cold in Brisbane at the moment. It's eight degrees. It's right? cold everywhere, mate. Yeah. But it's in, fucking win- middle of winter. Let me finish. I'm at Central Station <laughs> this afternoon. It is about eight to 10 degrees. High beams on? No, no, no. There's a guy in a, a, a singlet cut t-shirt and like stubbies and thongs <laughs> just standing there. And it like, had to be from fucking There is always Greenland one. And we have one on the... We have a resident listener that that is that person. It is Matt Munro. He will refuse to wear um, proper clothing for the climate at all times. He thinks he is stronger than the weather. And is he? No. Oh, perfect. His headlights turn on every time. <laughs> Five beamers. Righto. Well, from two weeks ago, if any of you can remember, we put a riddle out. And the riddle was, what disappears as soon as you say its name? We had one person message through with the right answer. Shout out Jack Baird, believe. Uh, the answer is silence. Probably look, he probably looked it up. We no, did it ask was a, quick, It was quick with it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like next day, wasn't it? Which is obviously when Overnight, it aired. Overnight, like when yeah. it aired. So now the next one that I've got for you all is how is seven different from the rest of the numbers between one and ten? Don't say your answer. I know, you probably don't know the answer, but don't say any, the answer someone else is thinking. I think I do. Go on. Go on. I've got more here, so if you answer it right straight away, I can move on. Nah, it was a bro- nah. Just I'll, say it. I'll say it off air. Nah, 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 nah. Say it now. Nah, wrong again. No, nah, save it off. Save it off mic. Coward. Yes. Righto. Well, guys, thanks for joining us again here on the Armchair Critics Podcast. If you'd like to... Send us a message, hit us up on Instagram at Armchair Critics or flick us an email, armchaircritics at outlook.com. Sean? Yeah, um, next week, we're not going to neglect AFL any longer. Sticks will be making an appearance. And he will actually be on next week, unlike the last four weeks that we've promised. Well, there's only one person that's ruined that for us Sticks. And it is Ryan. So, um, guys, we'll have our. Uh, our resident AFL guru do a mid-season kind oh, of wrap-up. Just be prepared because he's going to claim a, a very big victory. Absolutely he is. He's going to let everyone know that he's got uh, he's got a certain AFL player who was at 51s, now at 8s for the Brownlow. He was down like 6.50 before last round. His third favourite, I think, or second favourite. No, second favourite, only to Lock and Hill. We'll anyway, save, we'll, save, we'll save that for next week. But guys, thanks again for joining us. Um, yeah, like I said, send us a message with any... Um, requests, segment ideas. If you've got anything to say about any of the topics that we've brought up, anything like that, feel free to hit us up and uh, we will see you same time next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us, Haz. No worries, man. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks. That'll be the last time you're on and we'll see you guys next week. You've been fucking shadow batting for the last half an hour. (laughs) See ya.